This, this is, is the Mike, Mike DJ, DJ Kelly, Kelly Podcast. Podcast. This is the Mike Kelly Podcast. Mike Kelly. So here we go. It's time for issue number 20 of the all-new, improved, bigger and better, shorter-than-short, shabby Mike DJ Kelly podcast show, which we insist you should tell your friends about. This issue is based on the old saying, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything. It also includes random thoughts and observations and news and stories that the others leave well alone. On this week's podcast... Coming up, competition, radio, TV, breakfast, Mr. Mackerel, climate change, flying eye, Scarborough, triple barrel named people, and a whole lot more. So off we go, press the button, cast off, kick the bucket, whatever, cameras, action, here we go. This is the short of the short, the podcast. Robert Preston, in one of the ITV special news shows from the Lawn at Westminster, was heard to say the wrong word instead of Brexit on one of the many shows. Instead, he said breakfast and acted like it was an error and a mistake. But was it? I mean, if you were going for breakfast, you would know immediately what you wanted including in the deal. In my case, two bacon, two sausage, two poached eggs and tomatoes. Maybe your petit déjeuner is different croissants, ham, cheese and black coffee. Get my drift? It's a deal. And maybe Mr. Preston and chums now look at Brexit like breakfast and that's why the word is popping up. Is Is that that true? If you want to get in touch about anything to do with the Shorter Than a Short podcast show, please use either of the following to contact us. Or if you want to send your own stories for the next episode, email cuttings or sound clips to email Hello at MikeDJKelly.co.uk or on Twitter at MikeKellyDisco. Did you see Have I Got News For You with Victoria Corran Mitchell hosting? Good show, but it did seem like a bit of a piss take with regards to Victoria's spectacles. She would ask a question with glasses on, panel answer, back to Victoria, this time without glasses. This went on throughout the show. I think she had a wager on as to how many times she could get away with it. Sad to see Burko go. Seems like a nice chap and willing to challenge those in power. Also, nice to see Swampy back in the news. According to The Guardian, if you ask the residents of the Ribble Valley whether they would swap their rural lives for a busy city one, and the answer is straightforward. Definitely not. The thought of it horrifies me, said Jonathan Gledhill, the landlord of the Red Pump Inn, a village dining pub in this quiet part of mid-Lancashire. Just north of the former mill towns of South Lancashire, this green and pleasant part of the northwest, which includes the vast and unspoilt forest of Boland, is officially the happiest place in the UK. According to the Office for National Statistics, on a scale of 0 to 10, Ribble Valley residents scored an average of 8.30 when asked by government surveyors about how happy they felt. They compared with an average of 7.56 for the country at large. Still listening to the radio at different times of the day and flicking the dial, if that's the right way of describing changing channels. Disappointed by what I listen to most of the time. Mostly the music's okay, it's the bland presenters. When I was young, Radio Luxembourg was exciting, as was Pirate Radio. Even Radio 1 in its early days was entertaining. At what point did they decide to stop 
being entertaining and become bland. Latest radio industry stats show that Radio 2 Breakfast Show's audience has fallen to its lowest level for a decade, although it remains the most popular programme at that time of day. Zoe Ball's show attracted 7.9 million listeners a week between July and September, according to Rajar, down a million listeners from the same period last year when it was presented by Chris Evans. Evans switched to Rupert Murdoch's Virgin Radio in a big money move this year. His program's audience has remained flat at 1.1 million. The Rajar numbers also show large parts of the British public are now discovering podcasts. Hooray, hooray, with 8.4 million saying they listen to them, up from 6 million at the same time last year. A certain radio station I was listening to was playing clips of music coming up in the show and announcing what they were as the music played in the background. So, Fleetwood Mac, Suede, whoa, whoa. No, it wasn't. The producer had to step in and say it was Sade. The presenter, and apparently not knowing anything about Sade, assumed it was a spelling error. Never mind the music in the background and the contrasting styles of Sade and Suede. Sorry, my fault, forgot. If you've not got anything nice to say, enjoy following Dr. Mr. Khan of GPs Behind Closed Doors fame at the Ridge Medical Practice on Twitter. Unlike the TV show, it's all about his mum and family and the bird's tits in his garden, which got me thinking back to that great song by the Scissor Sisters, Tits on the Radio, which could apply to so many things, but the lyrics go as follows. Because you can't see tits on the radio, I'll give you five fingers for a one-man show. Fasten those pants for the lap dance. Take a shot now, this may be your last chance. Still a lot going on around climate change, demonstrations, but not much in the way of any leadership showing or making examples of cutting back on the use of damaging products or services. Still extending runways, lots of flames before shows, rugby and football matches, firework displays for any reason, lots of plastic stuff for Halloween, and then there's the millions of pumpkins and the waste they create. Let's start with cars. Big increases in taxes for larger fuel guzzlers. Oh, and why not a new tax for UK addresses with more than one car registered to them? Oh, and by the way, if you missed the recent ITV programme on plastics with the excellent Lucy Siegel, I think it's that and not an annoying large bird to be found around the UK coastline. Anyway, the show is on catch-up. This is the show for podcast. And so to this week's transport section. Not really. But hey, do you remember the days when BBC local radio stations had their own motoring correspondent? On BBC Radio Leeds, it was John Tooth, the red E-type driving shell garage proprietor and a nice guy to meet. At one point in my life, while working at AA Roadwatch, I ended up being the flying eye on Radio Air and Magic 828. I don't think I volunteered. All the same, I ended up doing it. The role involved driving over to some small flying school in Humberside on a frosty morning, waiting for the two-seater Cessna to be wheeled out and de-iced, and then watching as a pilot stood on the wing and topped up the fuel from a plastic fuel canister while laughingly saying, that should be enough for today. When in the air, the plane lacked any comforts or equipment, as far as I could see, as the pilot had some sort of handheld satellite navigation kit he brought on board with him. Thank God I only had to do it for a couple of weeks. Recently, 
I had a trip down to Devon and could not help noticing that the motorway overhead signs on the M1, M42 and M5 all have the same message about checking you have the correct paperwork if travelling from the 1st of November. Is that what they were designed for? On the way down, we stopped off for an overnight stay at Bromyard, not Bromide as a wife has been telling everybody, which is something entirely different. Not sure if this is travel or telly, but I do like the BBC TV show Scarborough with Jason Manford, Catherine Tidelessly, Stephen Cole, Maggie Ollenshaw, which follows the life of a group of residents in the seaside town and also stars Peter Levy as the great Peter Levy. I think in some of the sea shots you could see the Coronia bobbing along or a modern day replacement. When we used to go on staff trips from Tiffany's to Scarborough, we would go for an hour long sail on the Coronia during the pub's closed session between lunch and evenings and indulge in cans of harp lager in international waters. I should say that when even younger and going on the choir boys annual trip to Scarborough on a Wallace Arnold coach, we used to go through York. There was no bypass then. I remember this policeman in the centre of York controlling traffic in the centre of the junction and we all started firing hard peas at his helmet through the coach windows with our secchi guns. Competition time. Who is this? Born William Michael Albert Broad on the 30th of November 1955. He is an English musician, singer, songwriter and actor. He first achieved fame in the 1970s, emerging from the London punk rock scene as a member of Generation X. Subsequently, he embarked on a solo career which led to international recognition and made him a lead artist during the MTV-driven British Invasion in the United States. The name we know him by was inspired by a school teacher's description of him. Who is he? This is the Mike Kelly Podcast. Please do get in touch about anything to do with the podcast show. Please use either of the following to contact us, especially if you want to send in stories or sound bites to us. Email hello at mikedjkelly.co.uk or on Twitter at Mike Kelly Disco. If you follow me on Twitter, you will be alerted when new editions of the podcast are available. Alternatively, you can always get the Mike DJ Kelly podcast by going to iTunes or Spotify and searching Mike DJ Kelly. This is the short of short Mike Kelly podcast. Does the BBC have an unusually high number of triple-barreled name presenters, such as Lewis Vaughan Jones, Owen Bennett Jones, Barbara Plett Usher, Rupert Anthony Wingfield Hayes, Rory Kellen Jones, Elizabeth Greenwood Hughes, Nick Marshall McCormack, and Gita Gurumurthy. I don't have any friends with triple barreled names. Okay, I don't have any friends. This is the Mike Kelly Podcast. Not just a BBC thing, but when doing a report from a foreign country and doing vox pops, as in asking a member of the public for an opinion of what's in the news, do they put people on air purely because I can say a few words in English. Looks that way to me. On the TV news, is it impossible to find a spot to do an on-camera shoot without somebody having a stupid sign behind the person being interviewed or getting interrupted by Joe Public? Even Adrian Edmondson's been mentioning this on his Twitter accounts. And so, to The Guardian, and I know it's not just them, 
Why, when I now read it on an app, are there only a few UK-based stories? Why do we have so much news from other parts of the world? I can remember when newspapers were almost 100% UK news, apart from a small section called Foreign or overseas news. Not only that, I can remember when there were three editions of the local evening newspaper. The lunchtime edition, the early edition and the late edition. Regardless of what anybody tells you, the quality of news and local campaigns was far better then. It's all been lost to everybody getting the same news. In fact, I can remember when working at a certain media organisation in the early 2000s when there was a meeting of all the staff and we were told that we would only be reporting very important news in future and the rest would be celebrity gossip and pictures. Let's guess the song. Yep, it's competition time, but no prizes. What song are these lines from? Sailing away on the crest of a wave, it's like magic. Oh, rolling and riding and slipping and sliding, it's magic. Name the song and artiste. The lines again. Sailing away on the crest of a wave, it's like magic. Oh, rolling and riding and slipping and sliding, it's magic. Can you name the song or the artiste? This week's do-gooders are womensaid.org.uk, working together until women and children are safe. They are a grassroots federation working together to provide life-saving services and build a future where domestic violence is not tolerated. If you are in an abusive relationship and want help that lasts, go to the Women's Aid website where there are all sorts of helps and hints. If you'd like to help or donate, all the info is at, one word, womensaid.org.uk. Oh, and yes, the shorter than short podcast website of the week is the BBC Sounds app. The much talk about, advertised on buses and endlessly on BBC Radio and TV. Try it, and if you think it's any good or a pile of poo, let us know here at the Shorter Than Shabby Short podcast, because we think it's garbage. Anyway, that's not our website of the week. We are going with the environmentally friendly, the modern milkman, who can be found at all one word, themodernmilkman.co.uk, where you can buy green and environmentally friendly stuff and have it delivered to your door three times a week. They do milk, eggs, butter, coffee, tea, pastries and more. You order online and they deliver. The only thing is, everything costs more than at the supermarket, like milk is 65p a pint, whereas I get four pints for £1.10p at the supermarket. And yes, do not blame me, it's governments and manufacturers who've caused this to happen. When I was young, everything came in returnable glass bottles, cheese and butter was bought at the local shop and wrapped in greaseproof type paper, and all the carrier bags were made of brown paper with string handles. I did not ask for the change from glass or greaseproof paper to plastic. Don't you dare say I like the savings. It's the fat, fat shareholders who get most of that. If you want to get in touch with this much-rated, top-rated podcast, please contact by email hello at mikedjkelly.co.uk or on Twitter at MikeKellyDisco. Indeed, if you want a podcast making for your business or need any help with radio producer or presentation work, please get in touch. And if you enjoyed listening, please do tell your friends. This is the Mike Kelly Podcast. Yes, we have another one of those. Let's all talk about the same thing on the radio moments. Yes, programs themed around the clocks going back. 
let me tell you how important this is to the young audiences that they are all trying to capture. It has zilch value. And here's why. I sent a text to my son on Sunday night and he sent one back saying he couldn't understand why he'd woken up so early on his day off. I explained that the clocks had gone back. He had no idea about it. Next day I told my daughter, her brother, had no idea about the clocks going back. And she said, when do they go back? I said, don't you watch or listen to the news or these endless radio programs about clocks going back? And she said, no. If you look at this from their view... Clocks and phones automatically update the time. They carry on as normal. And they don't need to know they've had an extra hour of sleep or it's a 25-hour day. From my own point of view, I was working the 10 till 6 a.m. shift, which became an hour longer. On inquiring if we get paid, I was told no, as the people who work when the clocks go forward will not accept getting paid an hour less. Is Is that that true? Has anyone worked out why we have leaf blowers? Is it just to blow them into the road or the neighbour's gardens? Don't you just hate TV ads that pretend chocolate bars are made by a master chocolatier and toffees that are made by a guy at a stove who lovingly pours them into moulds? This may be how we would like to think they are made rather than by unmanned long production lines that do everything without human intervention. Had a pint in the original oak and then visited the gents only to find their impressive fine copper piped full-length urinals which have been in place since time began have been replaced by modern-day bowl urinals. Very disappointing. Better news that the Duck and Drake, gents still intact and very impressive, just like the rest of the pub. This is the short of the short on Kelly Podcast. Came across Negroni in a book I'm reading and no idea what it was. A quick research reveals the Negroni is a very simple drink recipe. This classic cocktail features just three ingredients, gin, sweet vermouth and Campari. It tastes like cherry wine and citrus, but with noticeable bitter notes. It can be a bit of an acquired taste. Now, here's the thing. In the keto diet book I'm reading, it tells me to promote beautiful skin, as in keeping young, build connective tissue, and repair achy joints. I need to drink broth or soup made with boiled bones. Alternatively, I need to add bone broth protein powder to my daily drinks. I've just ordered some. Okay, time to go. Guess the celebrity born William Michael Albert Broad on the 30th of November 1955. He is an English musician, singer, songwriter and actor. He first achieved fame in the 1970s, emerging from the London punk rock scene as a member of Generation X. Subsequently, he embarked on a solo career which led to international recognition and made him a lead artist during the MTV-driven British invasion in the United States. The name we know him by was inspired by a school teacher's description of him. Who is he? Billy Idol. So what was the song that contained this line? Sailing away on the crest of a way, it's like magic. Oh, rolling and riding and slipping and sliding, it's magic. Name the song, the artist. It was the ELO and living thing. That's all we have time for in this edition of the crazy, shorter than short, shabby podcast show from me, Mike Kelly. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can always find the podcast by searching or shouting Mike DJ Kelly Podcast. This is the Mike Mike Kelly Kelly Podcast. Podcast. Mike Kelly.